Thank you very much for joining me, ladies and gentlemen. This is Subliminal Message Studios. Welcome. Well, guys, if you're a first-time viewer, or at least by now, if you've been following this channel for a while, if you've been on these podcasts for a while, guys, well, if then by now you know that Subliminal Message Studios is basically a one-stop shop for all the real news and what you're really, really going to get in America and all across the world, as well as the future news, what you need to prepare for, get ready for in the future, guys. We have all different types of uploads right here at Subliminal Message Studios. I'm talking about Alex Jones, Bandot Video, Owen Shorer, American Journal, Thrive Time Show, Mike Tyson. We have Louis Farrakhan on here. Greg Reese, David Ike, we have them all, ladies and gentlemen, right here on Subliminal Message Studios, Paul Joseph Watson, Christy Lee TV, all of it, ladies and gentlemen, right here is where you're going to find all of the real news. So if things get shut down, you're still going to find these uploads right here, guys. And this is going to be a somewhat of a special broadcast, guys. I'm going to focus strictly on the gun debate here in America. So thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for your blessings and join me on this adventure or at least join me in my opinions. And these are just my opinions as far as the gun debate goes because after all, as far as guns go, unless you find a way of snapping them out of existence, then guns will forever be just your opinion. That is until machines take over, then it does not matter. But what we're starting to find out now is you are the machine. So guys, thank you um, very much for joining me, guys. I really do truly appreciate it. And like I stated before, we're going to be focusing on the gun debates, on what our Congress is saying about guns, what other people are, are feeling about guns. Uh, how some people you know, believe that there should be no restriction to them, how some people believe there should be restrictions, how some people believe there should be very little restrictions to them, how some people believe there should be the outright banning of them. Well, guys, we're going to focus on everything and under the sun. But first, I want to get to this quick clip real quick. Let's roll it right now. Oh, really? And I've reintroduced the H-21 Act. Have you? This bill would prohibit the sale of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines to anyone under the age of 21. So, guys, um, I want to I want to break that down real quick. And um, as she actually, um, um, Mrs. Feinstein, you know, the good Nazi she is, she goes on by basically telling on herself. And saying that most of the um, mass shooters that we've had have been under the age of 21. Now she goes on by telling herself and saying that these underage people have acquired their guns illegally. And there's a lot to be said about that. And that goes, really, that's my first point. I want people to really realize that making guns be obtained, whether they're rifles or pistols, changing the age to that is like... You believe, and if you believe that's going to stop mass shootings, I want you to think about this. Did it stop you from buying beer? Did it stop you from asking a 21-year-old to buy beer for you when you were a little kid? 
or you know what I mean to stop you from you know stealing your mother's uh, you know alcohol out of the refrigerator or whatever you know what I'm saying we've all done it at some time in some frame of manner maybe your maybe your friends were uh, the ones that did it but you were still there we've all partaked in that now what really really makes you believe that changing age is really really going to stop mass shootings that's why I wanted to start off with this whole um, you know, uh, at least we should change the age because that's somewhat going to stop. That's somehow going to stop these mass shooters or these people that go crazy. We're not even going to go into the fact that almost every single mass shooter that we've had has been on some, ty some type of pharmaceutical psychotropic. And that's fact. But the mainstream media does not even bring that point up. It doesn't. It, that, even when I say that now, I feel like people don't really get the gist of it. I mean, did you hear what I said? I said every single one of these mass shooters have been on some type of psychotropic while they've been acting on the carnage. Like... Let that sink in. I mean, you know, I don't want you to put it in your pipe and smoke it because then it's just going to be all ash. I really want you to let that sink in. You know, changing the age, it will do nothing. And I, and I, I, I can go even further than that. You know what I mean? I'm, first of all, let's say that uh, changing the age will help. Well, that's also assuming that the, these mass shooters or the new mass shooter that's uh, supposedly already... Um, already being uh, thought up by uh, some of the Democratic senators and how they're saying, well, we need a plan for the next mass shooter. And my main question is, even if you change the age, does that mean these mass shooters are going to go to their grandmas or they're going to go to their dads or their their mothers? You know what I mean? Are they going to go to them and say, hey, hey, so I'm going to steal the guns out of your safe because I'm going to go do a mass shooting real quick. And I just want to make sure that, you know, you're not liable, you know, because now that you know, that's what I'm going to do. I just want to make sure that you know, you know. Like, these, like the Ulevada shooter. I'm not even going to go into the new, most recent updates that has come out, and it's making me disgusted more and more. Like the fact that they didn't even knock on the door while the shooter was in there, busting a cap in the children's asses. Cops didn't even fucking knock. That was a lie. <clears throat> and four other things were a lie. But the mainstream media even easily not, is not even mentioning the Bortec team, the special elite Bortec team. That actually now we're now I'm finding out that actually followed that transgender all the way to the school. They actually followed him and watched everything unfold. Yeah, but. This is let me get back on point. This is just assuming that these, you know, these this no, this new mass shooter is going to tell his mom, dad, whoever, you know, whoever he obtains the firearm for, uh, firearm for. Let's say they make this law. Well, now rifles can only be obtained by people that are over 21. Well, first of all, there he's not going to sit there and tell me, "Hey, can I have the keys to your safe? I was going to steal a bunch of your guns and going go go in a go into school and shoot everything up." So whether or not change the age right there, that's not going to stop the person either. The reality of it is, and anyone says that it's a mental health issue, I want to get to that next. And there's a, and like I said, there's a few clips that I want to get to with um, police, and police are being fed this a lot. 
they're being fed that it's a mental health issue and if they just if they just take away from the guns that are people that are the most radicalized right that will definitely stop the mass murderers but the way they're being indoctrinated are they're only be they're only looking at gun owners legal law-abiding gun owners that are very very outspoken that are very very smart they're constitutionally based they've actually read a few books they've read about world war ii they've read about the third reich they've read the politics in the third reich they understand how the third reich was able to politically make things lawfully and legal that way when people actually it had to be that's why i said it people don't realize that the nuremberg trials had to be held by other countries for a reason because in Germany, there were laws in place that made it legal for them to kill Jews. That's why the Nuremberg trials were never hold in Germany law. They were never hold in Germany court because in Germany court, everything that the Third Reich was doing was legal and lawful. People don't understand that. They like We're so jaded away from history, guys. But there's another clip I want to get to, and it's soon coming up uh, right after... Um, Feinstein, the Nazi, uh, gets done talking. Doesn't Feinstein literally sound like a, like, you know, like if she, I, those of you that are watching this on audio, you're not going to see, you're not going to see it on my little screen that I always play, but, um, on audio guys, you guys can just, I want you guys just to imagine why this is on pause real quick. Imagine a Nazi uniform on her. And then look down at her name, at her name, Mrs. Feinstein, and then look back up at her and prepare to kind of get like really, really spooked out. Because this is what Nazis look like, ladies and gentlemen. The same propaganda. Maybe they're saying it in a nicer way. And I'm not saying that a lot of these, uh, a lot of these senators have tried to do some good for America. Most of them haven't. Don't get me wrong. They've been completely um, okay with depopulation with putting with taking iodine out of the food and water with replacing it with fluoride and pesticides uh leaving gmo to alter our genetics even further than the vaccine is doing right now that's why we're finding almost nano nano like structures out of the dead right now people are dropping dead and they're vaccinated too they're dropping dead and then the morticians are embalming them and what they're pulling out of their veins is literally disturbing, ladies and gentlemen. But um, I, let, let me stay on point, guys, because that's not what we uh, this podcast is about, guys. Like I said, this podcast is – this one is all going to be about the gun debate, guys. It's all going to be about the gun debate. And I, I, I and it's not that I don't – it's not that I want to change everyone's minds and make everyone be like, well, just make guns legal all the way. Listen, it's not what I'm trying to do. I, I just want you to realize that the more restrictions that you're putting on – yourself that's some more that's some more liable you're holding yourself up to gangs and people that really really want to hurt you no matter your political view like it's not like a serial killer looks at you and says wait a second are you republican or are you a democrat because i want to make sure i'm not killing my own kind you know what i'm saying like you know like it's like common sense just flies out the window when it comes to the gun debate you know especially with women I, I, my heart, uh, my heart truthfully aches when I think about these new gun measurements, these new gun laws that they want to implement, and then I think about all the single mothers that are out here with kids, 
and they're working as hard as they can and they're doing the best they can and their rights are going to be restricted even more. So I, and I'm, I, and I, I don't care about their politics. This is their right to self-defense. The great equalizer is a firearm. And I really hope women really, really, really learn that. We need, we really need more strong women to speak out about this. Because what the youth is seeing is a bunch of pussies. I'm sorry for using that language, but what the youth is seeing on YouTube, on TV, all, all across the screen, is just a bunch of sissies that don't care about them. They just want to give off the perspective, like the, they want to give off the, you know, the notion that they really care about you. Meanwhile, the wealthy in Los Angeles and all across the other states of America are hiring personal security to protect their houses. It's about a thousand dollars a day. Can you afford that? Our our cities are going to burn while the like it it literally def it it makes no sense for even what some of these left um, gangs are doing, like Antifa. Like, why are you not speaking out against this? Like, what what's going on here? You claim you're uh, about anti-fascist, but really you're all about Nazism, and and that's why I continue to call you guys Nazis because. I'm sorry, but that's exactly what you are. A lot of our senators, I, I make it a point to call them Nazis. If I ever come down to the city council, I hope you hear this, I will call you a Nazi right there at the city council because that's exactly what you are being, is a Nazi. Maybe that's not what you are inside, but your ideologies, Nazi. And I, I, I really, really hope you realize that. But let's get to this other clip. This other clip of these uh, Nazis in Congress using children, the same children that they want to kill and incubate and, you know, and test on and, <clears throat> and make millions and millions of dollars by selling fetuses out to Europe. The United Kingdom uses American dead fetuses in their hospitals left and right. Look it up. If this bill had been law, it would have prevented the teenagers in both Buffalo and Uvalde from legally purchasing the weapons they later use to kill a combined 31 people, including 19 children. You know, it's a, um, I, I'm stopping this, guys, and the reason why I'm stopping this is because there were just 19 people shot and um, 14 people killed over the weekend out in Philadelphia. That's 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 fact. The weekend that we just had, yeah, Philadelphia saw 19 people get shot, 14 and 14 of them dead over the weekend. But Feinstein is convincing you what to care about, and that's that's why I really really want to focus on this gun debate. And this might be a couple hours, literally just focusing on this gun de gun debate, because I have a lot of news to get to. I have a lot of clips. There's a clip from Sweden that I really really want to get to. Because Sweden basically just admits the truth. There's a rising gun crime in Sweden right now, and it's due to the gangs. They don't blame the, gun, the uh, uh, guns. They say it's the gangs. These gangs are literally ruling Sweden right now, and they're doing it through illegal stockpiles of weapons. wonder where that's coming from, huh, George Soros? I really deeply believe, I've been on this committee for a long time, that we need common sense reforms, like the Age 21 Act, to protect our children. Since 2018, 
six of the nine deadliest shootings in the United States were committed by someone under the age of 21. That's a fact. <laughs> the bill has received significant support. So, uh, so I'm going to stop right there. You, you remember how I told you that she actually tells on herself, Feinstein literally tells on herself? Well, that's what I meant. Like, and this is the way they double speak to you. This is the way they make a statement. And it's very, it's, it's always a broad or vague statement. Like there's always so much lost detail into that statement, but the general population just, you know, they hear that and they're like, oh my God, I knew it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're I knew it. We got to get rid of these fucking guys. Everyone's killing us. It's just like, all right, just hold on. Now, so she forgets to tell you that while she says, uh, you know, six out of the uh, whatever uh, shootings, I'll replay it for you real quick. Excuse me. I just want to make sure I'm not going back that far. And I've reintroduced the Age 21 Act. This bill would prohibit the sale of assault weapons and high capacity and... Uh, violence and its impact on our nation's children. Just last month in Texas, 19 children and two teachers were killed by a teenager with an assault weapon. Only 10 days before that, 10 people were killed at a grocery store in Buffalo by a teenager with an assault weapon. I think we deserve better than this. And I've reintroduced the Age 21 Act. This bill would prohibit the sale of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines to anyone under the age of 21. If this bill had been law, it would have prevented the teenagers in both Buffalo and Uvalde from legally purchasing the weapons they later use oh. to kill a combined 31 people, including 19 children. I really deeply believe, I've been on this committee for a long time, that we need constitutional reforms like the Age 21 Act to protect our children. Since 2018, six of the nine deadliest shootings in the United States were committed by someone under the age of 21. That's a fact. Oh my God. The bill has received significant support from both medical professionals and educators because it would be a big step toward protecting, pr protecting children from gun violence. The and she cares nothing about killing children, though, you know what I mean, in a scientific way. In a scientific field, it's okay. It's kind of like when, you know what I mean, when pedophiles are at your local library, they say, well, this isn't child grooming, this is a state, you know what I mean? That's why we need police to wake up. Like, we, and that's the honest to God truth, guys, but I'm going to stay focused on um, this gun debate. So, like I said before, guys, she says six out of the nine mass shootings are done or uh, where, um, where uh, the mass shooters obtained their guns before 21 I'm just gonna I'm, I'm just gonna try to uh, keep it vague I'm not gonna I'm not putting words in their mouth or anything I'm just I'm just keeping it vague kind of like what she does but um saying that is there's so much detail into that like six out of the six out of the nine right well she's not telling you that almost four or four yeah four out of the six stole their firearms from their parents or obtained their firearms through illegal means. And 
saying that, oh, if we change this law, that would stop these criminals because it would make it harder. No, it would not. If anything, it would lead these mass shooters to obtain automatic firearms because now they're getting them from the street. And, and all this talk about firearms, I, I just want to, um, you know, I, I just want to just say this, guys. All this talk about firearms and gun violence, this, gun violence, that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's it's not gun violence. It's human violence. The Whenever the, the mainstream media, whatever media, whatever your politician, whatever anyone, and, and I understand why everyone's going to, going to continue, continue to call it gun violence because they've heard it their entire life. It's, it's not, oh, it's, it's not gang violence, it's gun violence, you know what I mean? Now, whenever um, gang violence is reported on, they don't call it gang violence, and I, I, I don't know if anyone's recognized this, but now when media reports on gang violence, they call it gun violence. And then they go into and they say, oh, well, two Crip gangs were hanging out, just killing with their homie dogs, and a car rode up and started busting caps. It's not gang, it's not gun violence, it's gang violence. It's human violence. Whenever we, my point is, is whenever we hear gun violence, that leads our, our brain to constantly believe that it's the gun, it's the gun, gun violence. If you even use gun violence and gang violence in a context, it changes the story quite profusely. And that's how they double-tongue you. That's how they hit you subconsciously with subliminal messaging, by changing up these terms. By saying the story is all about gun violence, and then you get into the story, and then you find out, kind of like out in Philadelphia, the media was kept on reporting as gun violence. Gun violence struck Philadelphia over the weekend. Looks like Juneteenth wasn't so prideful after all. Like you know, come on, guys. It's not. It's not gun violence. It is. It was gang violence that kid that shot nineteen people over over the weekend in Philadelphia. It was gang violence that shot almost eight people here in Omaha. Here in Omaha over the weekend, stabbed a couple of them. It's not gang. It's not gun violence. It's vi It's 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 human violence. Some of it gang violence, but you know what I, I really, really, really want us, would like us to start really calling it like it is. It's human violence. And if you don't believe me, I have a few stories for you just real quick before I get into that clip. I was going to wait a little bit, but this is just a rundown of the most recent people that have been stabbed, right? Neighbor shot, uh, neighbor shot man in chest after he threatened to hit his dog with a shovel. Um... Woman arrested after leaving dogs, uh, leaving four dogs to die in a car and stabbing them profusely. Man stabs three medical staffers at Southern California Hospital. That was about 17, ago, uh, 17 days ago. Man stabbed while parking car for vacation in Brooklyn. Sniffing dogs stabbed by criminal while under investigation, while, while, while running from. New York man, New York man stabs woman on the bus. Italian police stab Palestinian protesters. 20-year-old stabs a teen girl to death in Genevieve. Woman arrested after uh, after uh, stabbing four dogs and leaving them, leaving them in the car. I already read off that. I'm sorry. I mean, just multiple... Uh, my point is, guys... Here's here's another one. Door-to-door -door salesman fatally stabs man after he refuses his services. 
Are we going to start banning butter knives and stuff like that? Speaking of butter knives, I have another story for you, and that's that's a story for that gives all the reasons for why we should have firearms. But this is all stuff that's happened in the last month. One of them in the last seven days, 17 days, 20 days, 13 days, 14 days, two days, three days, seven days, two of them, four days, five days. I mean, it's it's the list goes on and on, ladies and gentlemen. The, the point of it being, if you think taking away firearms is going to protect the children, then you are more brainwashed than, than I, I, I'd like to believe. And, and, and I, I, I'm not saying that as a down, like, like hurting to hurt. I want us to really realize that the implications, the implications of getting rid of firearms for the American people are far more would be far more dramatic than they, than than they would be for for the people that are pushing the laws themselves. Like Feinstein, you think new gun laws are going to affect her? Like, why are we so dumb to think that the same people that are pushing these laws? Why are we so dumb to think that they're actually going to follow them? That's why I always look at these uh, look at these people in these eyes in the eyes. When I watch uh, some of these videos, some of these clips, guys, I make sure to pay close attention to their eyes because I want to see what their soul is. I want to see if they actually believe in what they're saying. And nine times out of ten, they don't believe in anything that they're saying. They're saying it because it's part of a program. And that and that uh, that one percent that do believe in what they're saying. I'm going to be dead honest, ladies and gentlemen. They scare the bejesus out of me. It scares the shit out of me. Because the implications of their ideologies, the things that they're producing, they have no idea where it's going. And that's what uh, that's one of the things that scared me the most. They have no idea where it's going. They just know they want radical change, right? They just know they want change. But they have no idea where it's going afterwards, and that's that's what that's what um, I, I want people to really realize because the implications of what we're facing in today in America are everything and anything to the heart and soul of the Americans of the people that live on this continent. We have to realize that we feed our families on this land. And once again, guys, I, I, I'm gonna, I, I think I said this uh, at the beginning of this broadcast, and I'm going to say it again. How, like, if you are looking at America like it's the most racist or it's the most violent place in the world, and you wish there was just, you know, you wish there was something you could change so much and this and that, just know that the way you're looking at America, just know that there's other people there in other countries that are looking at the America, looking at America the exact same, exact same way. And they want to change America, but they don't want your type of change. So it, it behooves you to make sure that you at least believe in the country that you are living in. Because you have no idea what will happen if the Chinese military invades. And um, they don't need to invade with their own troops. 
they're invading through training and funding Al-Qaeda right now. And Al-Qaeda is training cartel and gangs in Latin America. And they're coming across the border in numbers. Somalian pirates are coming over here in numbers right now. It's just not being reported. They're giving the pictures of these, you know, oh, my God, these families, these refugees. Omaha, here in Omaha, Nebraska, we've welcomed, welcomed over a 1,000 refugees. Look how ahead of the curve we are. But then me and you, we, we drive down our interstates on I-80, and we see some of these refugees that we're letting in. What, do they just get out of a crack house or something like that? Like, what the hell is going on? The picture I saw on KTV does not look like the picture I'm seeing on the on the stretch of I-80 or in some of the um, homeless shelters. Those aren't the same pictures. These aren't the same refugees. What the hell is going on? You know, put that in your pipe and smoke it. You know, because and, and realize this has nothing to do with race. Like I said, the Great Displacement Theory is a nice way of the globalist saying. You're being invaded. That's 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 the reality of what's going on right now. We're being invaded. So, but to, to get back to it, guys. Um, so Feinstein goes on for a little bit, but I want to get to uh, this this other clip of. I want to make sure I get her uh, name right. Let me. Um, I'm looking for it right now. All right, guys. So, uh, sorry about that. So, um, like I said, so Feinstein goes on to imply that we need to save the children. That's the same children that she's trying to kill and put in incubators and sell them to the United Kingdom, to the United Kingdom hospitals. <clears throat> but somehow she just doesn't want them to be shot down by an MK Ultra, MK Ultra mass shooter. Uh, but this next clip, or the next thing, um, I don't want to say I want to get to, because I'm going to be kind of traveling back and forth um, in between mental health, uh, red flag laws, um, uh, 21 and over limits with firearms. I'm going to be going back and forth in between all of those uh, throughout this entire podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And I honestly hope that if you're very uh, far on the left and you come across this podcast, I really, really hope um, so far, some, at least some of the opinions I've given you have helped you understand the reason why we do need firearms to be legal, all, uh, legal in America and stay legal, have no regulations, especially no red flag laws. Those are dangerous for the police. And I'm, I'm very surprised that the police are okay with um, those red flag laws passing. I mean, yeah, uh, but um, uh, I want to get to this next clip, so let's get to this. Association of School Psychologists, the American School Counselor Association, and the American Federation of Teachers recently sent letters to the Senate in support of the bill. So, Dr. Sizilagi and Chief Williams, can you discuss what you have seen in your work 
between young people having easy access to dangerous firearms and harms caused to children from gun violence. So this is uh, Chief uh, Juror L. Williams, um, and, and this is the same chief of chief of police that is is driving the police precincts all across their city completely into the ground. I mean, I'm talking making sure that social workers have more credence and have more authority than the police. Where do you think the SS started from? They didn't start off. The SS never really started off. As you know, hardened, uh, badden, um, hardened soldiers that hunted the Jews, and they weren't secret police. That's not how they started off. They started off a lot like some of these social worker services are. Just look it up. I'm being dead serious. That's how the SS really, really got its uh, start. They didn't just you know start off being a secret police and rounding everyone. No, 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 no. They started off just like, kind of like this, like social workers. People that just kind of stood by and, oh, no, you're not doing it right. We need to, you know, we, we, what you need to do is leave this leave this person alone and, you know, leave this good little German alone. And let's go kill these Jews over there. Come on, go shoot them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make a joke, but all right, let's, all right, let's get back to the clip. Thank you for that question. <laughs> um, as I previously mentioned in my oral statement, today's victims is tomorrow's suspect. We're seeing kids. I want to stop that right there. Did you hear what she just said? Today's victims are tomorrow's suspects. Condemning children to be suspects before they even get a chance. Realize the implications of what she is saying. Let me replay that for you one more time. I can't. Counselor Association and the American Federation <coughs> of Teachers recently sent letters to the Senate in support of the bill. So, Dr. Sizalagi and Chief Williams, can you discuss what you have seen in your work between young people having easy access to dangerous firearms and harms caused to children from gun violence? So, Senator, thank you for that question. Um, as I previously mentioned in my oral statement, today's victim is tomorrow's suspect. And that's very condemning. And I, I want you to realize what she just said. You heard it twice, so I'm going to repeat it. I'm going to repeat it twice. She said, today's victims are tomorrow's suspects. We are not living in that type of country. And she's implying this with children. But I'm going to continue to let her speak so you can really, really hear. This is, this is, Nazi, this is a Nazi right here. You would call if this was during the Third Reich, she would probably be on one of the in the Indian battalions or one of the Indian secret police that were working for the Third Reich, rounding up Islam, uh, rounding up uh, Muslims, and butchering them. That's what she would be doing. If this was if we were living in the Third Reich in Germany right now. I I, I don't I, I and I'm not trying to. It's not that I'm trying to be harsh, but the. We need to start calling this stuff out for what it is. Stop, you know, we need to stop being so, like, you know, so nice and be like, you know, I just don't, you know, you're, you know, you're this. No, no, no. Call these people for what they are. Their ideologies are Nazis. And when you get called a Nazi, 
it really, really makes people think, well, I'm not a Nazi. And either two things are going to happen. Either they're going to get profusely mad or they're just going to or they're just going to be so distraught because you just called them what they are. Chief Williams, her ideology, her ideology makes her a Nazi right now. That is exactly what I'm saying. Her ideology makes her a Nazi, as does many others. It's a sad but true, but it's it's a very sad world we're we're living in. Like if the Third Reich, if if the Third Reich could somehow like just if they had some type of time portal, and they can come back like a group full of SS could come back and see like you know what's going on right now in America and all across the world. They would be so happy. <laughs> I, I I'm not talking shit either. They would be so happy. They would be enthralled. Nine, nine, yes, we've done it. Like they would be, they would be, they'd be happy as shit. But let's go back to this. Uh, let's go back to this Nazi. My bad. I'm sorry. We're seeing kids as young as 12, 13, and 14 have accessibility to guns and are unafraid to use those weapons in order to hurt or harm individuals in the community. All right, so um, and I, I, I'm sorry to stop this again, but she says, "Oh, we're seeing 13 and 14 year olds having access to guns, but 13 and 14 year olds they can't buy guns themselves." These 13, 14 year olds are getting illegal weapons. They're getting illegal firearms. And she's not even, and she, and I'm just going to let her talk and then I'll break it all down. I'm going to have to rewind this so I can give her all a shot. Community. So your point is extremely well taken when we talk about the age and the accessibility to weapons. We as a country need to do better, and our children deserve far much better from us. All right. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewind it, guys, because once again, I do. Uh, you know, I want to give the uh, um, hella bitch uh, time to discuss or, you know, say what she wanted to say. I apologize. I'm going to rewind it a little bit. But um, once again, guys, I, I just want to say this is the way double tongue, like the subconscious, like subliminal messaging works. They give vague statements and they never go into detail. Oh, our, our, our children deserve so much more better. Long wall with a freaking jelly ass face. I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying my hardest to watch my language. Than educators, because it would be a big step toward protecting pr protecting children from gun yeah, violence. Yeah, get it out, Feinstein. The National Association of School Psychologists, the American School Counselor Association, and the American Federation of Teachers recently sent letters to the Senate in support of the bill. So. Dr. Sizalagi and Chief Williams, can you discuss what you have seen in your work between young people having easy access to dangerous firearms and harms caused to children from gun violence? So, Senator, thank you for that question. Um, as I previously mentioned in my oral statement, today's victims is tomorrow's suspect. We're seeing kids as young as 12, 13, and 14 have accessibility to guns and are unafraid to use those weapons in order to hurt or harm individuals in the community. So your point is extremely well taken when we talk about the age and the accessibility to weapons. We as a country need to do better and our children deserve far much better from us. Well, almost better from us. Like I said, guys, um, it amazes me that the left are using the children um, and, and convincing themselves that, oh, well, you know, we need to save the children. But when it comes to, you know, um, you know Roe versus Wade, it's still my body, my choice. 
the left are still okay with killing babies outside of the uh, outside of the womb, two, two weeks out of the womb. Like it's a baby and women can just kill it and they're okay with that. Um, what amazes me the most is the police uh, is the police and how they're responding to the new culturalism that is uh, upon us. I'm not saying that you're not going to um, uh, agree with everything that I'm saying. You know what I mean? I'm, cert I'm certainly not asking for that. But I am asking for an open dialogue into self-defense. And be open to the reality that there is no true way of getting rid of guns. We can melt them down. We can ban them. There will be corporations like... Um, Like Lockheed Martin that loaded up trucks or vans um, during the George Floyd riots full of guns. Thank God they were confiscated by the police before the people, the rioters, got to them. There's going to be people that are going to be running guns. Like, I, 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 guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I hate to use this as an example. And I have a few more clips I want to get, uh, get to. I want to get to this... Um, uh, Sweden clip uh, after we analyze this whole um, um, analyze these few other clips but um, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I want people to realize you know what I mean like what happened during prohibition when we outlawed alcohol you know think of the um, gangs and the, the, the mob you know, the mobs that came after immediately after we outlawed it you know what I mean and how alcohol actually became more of a cultural trend. It became more of a a cool thing to do. You know what I'm saying? And that furthered the drive of the breakup of, of the family so long ago. By the way, there are other there are other aspirations uh, for prohibition. Is what I'm trying to say. But just I, I I want you to realize too that we can ban guns. We can put these new regulations on firearms. But it's not going to stop the evil of men and women. And talking about mental health is such a vague statement. Whenever you're talking about mental health, these Republicans that keep on talking about mental health, you might as well just say, I'm all right with banning guns. I'm all right with taking guns away from people I don't like. That's what that's what I am hearing when Republicans talk about mental health. Because let's be honest, whenever you talk about mental health, you can say that, if this person does not agree with uh, you politically, well, then he has a bad form of mental health. Oops, there goes your guns. It sounds crazy, and it's all, well, no, that's, that's not what we're talking about, mental health. We're talking about people that go on, uh, go on social media, and they constantly talk about how depressed they are, and they want to kill themselves, or they've been flagged a few times, or this and that. Well, then we have to get, get into what the hell is flagging, like what makes a person flagged. And if you look at the DHS and the Pentagon's own um, briefings and the and, and the and the tabs they put out on their website, that ought to scare the shit out of Americans right there. Whether you're on the left side or the right side, they don't give a shit. They just want to kill you all. They think you're all terrorists. Excuse my language again. I'm sorry. But I it's it's amazing to me like. Mental health, mental health 
it's not it's 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 this this problem and and i wanted to kind of wait till the end um uh near the end to really really get to um what i think the problem with um uh, the human violence that is um, uh, um, escalating in America right now. And this is just one of the many problems, by the way. There's a lot of other uh, problems that are completely out of our reach. We're not in charge of the sanctions that our federal government is putting on other countries. We're not in charge of that, apparently. It blows my mind how the American people are convinced that you know we're just not in charge of anything. We're not in charge of the food prices, even though that we are. We should be completely legally able to grow on food in our uh, apartments, in our houses, in our own backyards. But oh, you have to have a permit of some kind if you do that. We should be able to collect our own rainwater, so we can uh, 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 start. Uh, so we can actually put the water that that gets, especially here in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Floods happen all the time. It amazes me how and how collecting your own rainwater is illegal. They do that to suffocates you they do that so you cannot drink you do that they do that so the only time you can drink water is when they say so and that's the reality and these are just i i, I don't know about you guys but to me this is just simple to me this is very very simple to think about like you know while we have the we have a uh, the fda like corporations like the fda or the world health organization or the United Nations, and they're all talking about, you know, starvation this and starvation that. And, oh, we need to focus on equity and climate change. That's the problem of why everyone's starving. Sir, why don't you make it, like, you know, like, legal for me to, like, you know, like, grow my own food in the backyard? Okay, you know what? Arrest him and get him out of here. Like, that's that's how these people are freaking thinking, dude, and it's disgusting. It's It's disgusting. And then everyone wonders why we're why we, we are why we're simply so brainwashed. It's um, it's a shitty thing, man. It's 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 a crappy it's a crappy time that we're living in, guys. Um, now, I want to get to another clip, of course, and this is even a dubtastic. Uh, it mentions Mr. Grazley, which should be the. Um, He's uh, one of the ranking members of uh, Congress, uh, one of the ranking members of the Speaker of the House. And um, this guy, or of, of the Senate, I'm sorry. And uh, this guy is uh, just a hand basket. He's been in uh, there for years upon years, passing draconian law after draconian law. He was actually there when um, one of our really, really good senators um, attempted and got really, really close uh, from exposing the military industrial complex back in the uh, early um, early 70s and late 80s. Well, for Alex and father of Alex Hunter, who was tragically murdered Valentine's Day 2018 at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooting. Max is a national school safety advocate who works for to ensure access to best practices and resources for students, parents, and school districts and law enforcement. We're thankful for your testimony and your passion and your expertise on this subject. Uh, next witness is Amy Swear. Amy is a legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation. I truly do apologize. That was the wrong clip. Let's go to this uh, right now. 
Today, I'm here to ask Congress to pass two important bills to help make schools safer. Today, I'm, apping, I'm asking Congress to make schools much more safer. But let, no, let's get to this guy. I don't want to dog him too much because I do want you guys to listen to what he has to say. The first is the Luke and Alex School Safety Act, named in memory of my little boy, Alex, and his good friend, Luke Hoyer. The bill, known as LASA for short, would codify the federal clearinghouse I just described into law. LASA would make the clearinghouse permanent and it would require the Secretary of Education to actively inform all school districts around the country of the important resources it provides. The second bill is the Eagles Act, named after Alex's high school mascot, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Eagles. The U.S. Secret Service uses threat assessments to protect the President and senior government officials. Law enforcement uses threat assessments to protect, prevent mass shootings. Our children deserve the same protection. The Eagles Act would direct the National Threat Assessment Center of the Secret Service, known as NTAC, to expand their mission to include school safety and provide them the necessary resources that they need to help schools prevent violence before it happens. And, um, uh, you know, like, uh, that, sh that should be a bombshell for us right there. He is literally calling for the Secret Service to be involved into your school system. Oh, and by the way, um, uh, by the way, I just, I, I'm just going to rewind this real quick. I don't want to put words in his mouth. Mm, let me just rewind it. Secret Service uses threat assessments to protect the president and senior government officials. Law enforcement uses threat assessments to protect, prevent mass shootings. Our children deserve the same protection. So, ladies and gentlemen, what I, I don't know, I don't think uh, that Max uh, Max realizes what he is doing. I don't think the laws he's put in place, I don't think he realizes what he's doing at all. I I want to. Uh, I, this is what I, I. This is. I don't. Oh God, you know, my, I'm. I, this is my Georgie Center. I apologize. So, what Max is basically calling for is the federal government to have complete control over the school systems whenever there is a threat assessment at that school. Now, how many times is there a threat assessment at a school? Well, um, statistically, I'm looking at it right now, about every single day, about eight times a day, all across America. In elementaries, a threat assessment is about every two day every two days there's some kind of threat at uh, elementary school here in america that's all across the board statistically in every school in america in elementary schools every two days there's a threat most of the time nothing happens right at high schools it's about every fucking it's about every 28 seconds that a threat is reported at a high school so imagine like that. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Max understands the implica 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 uh, implications on the laws that he wants to push through. And this is how the left gets things done because they thrive off of feeding off of people's emotions and using people's sorrow and sadness and using it against them and telling them, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll pass new gun laws." And then let's say we pay, let's say let's say in another dimension we've already passed these new gun laws that they're implementing right now and they've passed these new gun laws that Max Schrader wants right in this new dimension Max 
your children are still not safe. In this new dimension, the Secret Service are, for some reason, only able to show up at the more, more um, let's say, better off schools. You know, the schools that already have security there. You know, the schools that already have private security with every single student. You know, the wealthy that have private security at their houses. Somehow, the Secret Service is only able to be at those schools, Max. Somehow, in this new reality, oh my God, there's another school shooting. What's that? All these new gun laws didn't work because the guy had an automatic firearm this time illegally that he obtained from, you know, uh, like, you know, um, uh, Latin America, which we all know the guns in Latin America are all fully automatic. They're all cartel bought. Most of the time, they've been getting a lot. What I've been hearing, the cartels have been buying firearms from the Russians, not just Americans. They've been buying firearms from the Russians. Probably from the Ukrainians, too. I'm probably getting that mixed up. They're probably buying weapons from the Ukrainians. They're Ukrainians. Or in Victoria Newland's voice, the Ukrainians. I hope I got that right, Victoria Newland. Fucking Nazi. I'm sorry, but that deserved F word. But in this new dimension, Max, your children are not safe. In this new dimension, the new restrictions that you've implemented on yourself and law-abiding Americans have only restricted your right to save your son if you're at a restaurant, if you're at, if you're at a mall because firearms are not allowed in a mall, right? Mass shooter comes in there. What are you going to do then? Are you going to pray to uh, your uh, Senate, your, your 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 fellow Democrats, and are you going to are you going to pray to Nancy Pelosi? Are you going to pray to AOC? You're going to pray to all these left Democrats. You're going to pray to them. You're going to pray to the bank and say, just please buy us out. Please save our children again. It's not like that, man. And, and I and I don't think, like I said, I, I don't I don't think. Max uh, understands the laws he's trying to introduce and what that really, really means for Americans, for law-abiding Americans. I hate even saying law-abiding, for good citizens. The Eagles Act would direct the National Threat Assessment Center of the Secret Service, known as NTAC, to expand their mission to include school safety and provide them the necessary resources that they need to help schools prevent violence before it happens. Since 2000, NTAC has delivered nearly 2,400 training sessions to over 230,000 public and private sector participants on how to conduct threat assessments and prevent targeted violence. I've had the privilege to work alongside NTAC and its chief, Dr. Lena Alafari. And oh, yeah, I we're gonna get to her. That their training has been so effective that schools have almost immediately applied what they have learned to prevent attacks. Protecting our kids from gun violence requires us to do everything we can to make schools safer. I'm grateful for the bipartisan support I've received for both Lhasa and Eagles. And now is the time to pass into law the legislation that the Parkland families have been working on for four years. Oh my God. We cannot focus on school safety only when a tragedy happens. School safety must be a year-around priority. By passing Lhasa and Eagles, we can help save lives and prevent the next Uvalde 
Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Schechter. Dr. Salad. It's a cheap scam, ladies and gentlemen. It's a cheap scam, ladies and gentlemen. It really, really is. And like I said, I don't think um, he understands. And, and if he does understand, uh, first of all, he, he's got to realize that uh, his laws that he wants to put into place are the legislations that have been introduced in the Senate or in our Congress. Well, first of all, um, they're illegal. The United States Secret Service investigating any kind of threat assessment at, at a school, a federal agency taking over state police investigations are highly illegal. It amazes me on how if it's not like this is another thing I'm starting to realize. Okay, well, if it's not common sense gun reform that we need, if it's not mental health that we need, then we need... We need more government outreach. We need more government to be more in control of guns. If it's not both of those things and it has to be government control, they'll stop it. Why would you think they want to stop it? You, you see how they handled Hurricane Katrina. You see how the Biden administration handled the pulling, pulling out of fucking Afghanistan and Iraq. Like, I mean, come on. Like, what, what are we doing to ourselves? And all these laws are only going to be driven towards ourselves. They're going to affect only us. It's not going to affect the, the crazy. It's not going to make the crazy person from getting a firearm, you know. Well, now, but if a mass shooter wants to do it, and now he just can't go to um, his local gun shop and buy an AR-15. Okay, then he will drive to the border and buy an illegal AR-15 that's fully automatic. Now the guy has a fully automatic firearm, and he's dipped out in Cavalier. And the gangs that are that are going to be created off of off of this off of these new regulations off of these if we outright ban guns, holy! I mean, the gang that the gangs that will get created, the gun gangs that will get created off of that banning, it will make the mafia look like little sissies. And that I don't I don't like talking like that about the mafia because they're real. But I'm just saying, it'll make them look like little sissies. They will bow down in a heartbeat. There's a flip side to all of this rhetoric, and we need to start realizing that. And really, really, really start taking it to heart, guys. We're going to go to a quick break, and then we'll be right back. We have a couple clips to get to um, with the most uh, recent, uh, recent hearing on um, human violence. They call it gun violence, but it's human violence, and we need to start calling it what it is. It's human violence. Stop subliminally, um, subliminally effing ourselves with calling it gun violence when it's a human hurting another human being. It does not matter the weapon. So let's get a quick break real quick, and then we'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you very much for joining me on this adventure that is life. And also thank you very much for all your support, guys. We have um, grown quite a bit. We have listeners in Argentina, United Kingdom, Greece, Czechoslovakia, all across the world. And it's it's really, really, really um, um, surprising to me and how many listeners we do have all across the world. I really appreciate every single one of you. I've always said that you do not have to agree with everything that we talk about here at Subliminal Message Studios. And 
because we do not want you to agree with us, but we do want you to use your mind to critically think about everything that you are being told by your government, especially right now. And when I say government, I mean your military. I mean your 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 senators, your city council members. You know, for us to be knowledgeable on the type of human human beings that are in our system are very important are far more important than I'd say than you getting sleep for crying out loud but thank you very much for joining me guys we are going over the gun debate on Subliminal Message Studios and then as always guys Subliminal Message Studios is a one stop shop for all of the real news guys I mean we have Alex Jones on here Paul Watson we have Christy Lee we have David Icke we have Owen Shore we have American Journal we have Bandot Video we have all of it right here guys you can find it all right here Alex Jones or right here at Subliminal Message Studios ladies and gentlemen follow me right here on Anchor Spotify Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere you can find Subliminal Message Studios, that's where you can find me at, guys. So um, we were discussing, as I was stating before, the gun debate. And I was going over, like I, like I was saying, I was, I'm going to be going over the mental health debate, you know what I mean? Everyone, th- the Republicans tend to think it's a mental health thing. The Democrats are just completely insane, and they just think banning guns is gonna, really going to work. Um, but we were going over uh, just everything under the sun, ladies and gentlemen. But more importantly, we were really, really trying to give, at least I believe, give the, the people the reality of uh, firearms in general. And, of course, I want to get to, um, I, I'm going to give my opinion on what I think the cure, uh, if you want to say the cure to um, human violence or at least guns. If you want, if you want to call it gun violence or whatever, um, I can give you the at least in my opinion, I can give you the cure to that, and I think the cure to that is very, 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 very simple. And I honestly mean that too. I think it's very, very simple. I think the cure to that is knowledge and education. These are two things that I never hear, whether on the left side or the right side. I never hear this come out of anybody's mouth. The knowledge and the education of guns or firearms, whatever you want to call them. The knowledge and education on what happens with this bullet, with a 22 bullet, with a um, a 308, with a 762 by 39, with a 9 millimeter, with a 762 by 59, with a 762 by 51, with a you know it's it's just it doesn't matter like education and knowledge. Like we we are continuing to have this belief that you know we can make we can make new gun laws, but then still leave education of firearms up to YouTube and games, and that's where our children are getting knowledge of firearms. And if they're not getting that knowledge from games, then they're getting acclimated to think guns are just like nuclear bombs. So if they ever do decide to go off and and and, and let and, and in their mind shit it's gonna hit the fan, so they go off and do something crazy. Well, they're already driven to think, well, firearms are like nuclear guns. I'm just gonna go with a firearm and I'm gonna use it. But if you have edu- if you have the education and the knowledge of what firearms do, what what the different calibers do, how to use a firearm, 
and you have and you start to gain more respect for it. It's just like it's just like the it's just like football. Like if you don't know anything about football, the more you learn, the more respect you're gonna get for the game. You know, like there's there's there is no different in there, ladies. There's no difference in it, ladies and gentlemen. But sure, we're gonna continue to listen to the, you know to listen to these Nazis convince the American people that it's either about mental health. Or it's about common sense gun reform. How the hell did common sense get on the left side? I have no idea. I've been still trying to figure that out, honestly. But let's, I want to get to uh, Senator uh, Mr. Uh, Paladilia and him completely distorting the facts and outright lying about gun violence. Outright lying about it, by the way. The statistics he gives are a flat-out lie. But let's get to this clip right now. I have uh, been championing a bill for a long time. It got included in the um, Build Back Better program uh, called Break the Cycle of Violence Act, and it's for uh, community violence intervention. I'm hoping it makes it into this bipartisan compromise some resources. Uh, I really appreciated the testimony of Ms. Swearer, who we should follow the evidence, follow what works. Well, the data from places like Oakland um, are are amazing with how much we can drop violence. Uh, and for instance... Did he just use Oakland for uh, um, uh, an example to drop gun violence? Oakland? That place is riddled with bullets right now. People are dropping dead all across all across the street out in Oakland right now. Drug, you can't go to a gas station even in the suburbs without a crackhead or a heroin addict right next to the gas station in Oakland, even in the nice parts. And Mr. Pallet, I want to rewind that one more time. I think I got this right. I think Mr. Pallet Diddy may have been mistaken, but he also might be an outright retard. I'm still trying to figure it out. Let's let's listen in. To their interactions with others, we had a kid bring a gun to school in my city just last week, not because he was seeking to hurt anybody, because he thought he needed it for protection. Oh. I, I have uh, been championing the bill for a long time. Okay, so let's just stop right there. He says that, okay, so he's... You see how he just says that and then leaves it right there? He just said, oh, in my, in my, uh, in my city, a kid just got caught with a gun in a school, not because he was going to harm anyone, but... Because he, he felt he needed it for protection. So anyways, I'm going to make it uh, more uh, more illegal for him to have that firearm so I can put him in jail. Because after all, put him in prison will definitely straighten his life out. After all, yeah, we definitely know that works. Our prison system is astonishing at correcting criminals, isn't it? It's astonishing at it. I'm 100% sure he just... I, I Now I know he's not confused. He's definitely retarded, yeah. I got included in the uh, Build Back Better program uh, called Break the Cycle of Violence Act, and it's for uh, community and to their interactions with others. We had a kid bring a gun to school in my city just last week, not because he was seeking to hurt anybody, because he thought he needed it for protection. Yeah, he's retarded, yeah. I, I have uh, been championing the bill for a long time. It got included in the... Yeah, definitely. Um, Build Back Better program 
called Break the Cycle of Violence Act, and it's for uh, community violence introduction intervention. I'm hoping it makes it to this bipartisan compromise some resources. Uh, I really appreciated the testimony of Ms. Swearer, who we should follow the evidence, follow what works. Well, the data from places like Oakland um, are, are amazing with how much we can drop violence. Uh, and for instance, the, the funding for <laughs> even even a Amy Amy uh, uh, swear is just like confused like no other. He's just looking at him. She's just looking at him like, did you just give Oakland as an example of a great example of curbing gun violence? Oakland, there are just uh, I I um hold on. Let me just get some Oakland news right now, real quick, if I may. Okay, yeah, so, um, because I already had it, yeah. Okay, so four people shot today, or should I say uh, yesterday. That just happened yesterday. But anyways, Oakland's a great example for for curbing gun violence, yes. Yes, Mr. Palladilia, you are the brightest star in that Senate, yes. with how much we can drop violence. Uh, and for instance, funding for hospital-based violence intervention programs that provide intensive counseling, peer support, case management, mediation, social services make a difference. And so I was wondering if, if you could affirm that. It's not, uh, again, we talk about the guns, which I want to talk about, but we know that for the mental health, for the well-being uh, for communities that are grappling with this, there are other approaches that show massive reductions in violence. Ah. Thank you for that question, Senator Booker. I, uh, so you can kind of just see, um, you know, he's a little dumb. So that's why he was trying to use Oakland as a, you know, great example for curbing gun violence. You know what I mean? He, I think he got uh, Oakland uh, maybe confused with maybe... Oak Wren, like you know, Oak Wren, you know, like well, maybe we have to go to Oak Wren, you know. I don't know what he got confused about, but all I know is this is the type of rhetoric we have to deal with. This is the type of shit we're getting out of the Senate right now. I mean, a monkey could argue better than some of these senators do in our Congress in the Senate. I'm not just talking crap. I, I mean that. I'm 100% sure a monkey could debate better than some of these doctors could, some of the senators could. I mean, at least give me a talking point that I haven't heard before. Hopefully, I'm going to get it from Dr. Maura A. Sizzler, whatever. I don't know. All I know is she definitely wants to kill babies and take away guns. Let's go to her. She's awesome. Um, I think that they all have a common thread running through them. Yes, there are oh, evidence-based interventions that have shown tremendous success. And I think the common thread comes out of the science of resilience. Oh, this, where, oh the common thread. The common thread always comes out of science, ladies and gentlemen. Don't worry about a thing, because the common sense always comes out of the science. All right? It doesn't matter if the experts have been wrong about almost every single thing since the 90s. WMDs have it were never in Iraq. Gulf and Talking was staged. The fucking COVID-19 COVID vaccine didn't even cure the virus. People are still getting it left and right. And now when they're getting COVID after the vaccine, they're like deadly sick. 
I mean, like, you know, they've been wrong about so much more. The Twin Towers were blown up. They knew they 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 knew they put demolition in the Twin Towers. They've been wrong. The experts have been wrong about every single thing. They're wrong about Russia and Ukraine. They said Russia and Ukraine would be over in a matter of weeks if the U.S. keeps on giving Ukraine money. You, Russia has been wiping the map. I mean, yeah, but let's go back to the science and how science has common sense definitely on their side. Let's go back to that, Dr. Morris, whatever your name is, turkey neck. We know the, the, when the brain gets flooded by a hormone called oxytocin, when there's a positive relationship in a child's life or a positive support group, that that activates the, the relationship or the affiliation network of the brain. And that, that is as much a real network as the trauma network, if we want to think about it that way. And I think, you know, it gives us great cause for optimism um, that we have these various interventions that we can, have been proven in science, that oh. are probably working through that network. And it can really help the child's brain develop in a way um, that leads them toward becoming the kind of person Mr. Willingham and yourself have become, even though you've grown up in neighborhoods that um, people may have lowered their expectations for. Yeah, uh, what fear does to a community, not to mention the economic impact, I remember we had a shoot. Oh, wow, oh, yeah, then here comes, uh, yeah, here comes, we're not going to get into any of that bullshit. We're going to get into uh, another clip guys and uh, of course it's just this whole this whole thing is just amazing guys we do have um a clip from our good senator um mr gates and uh you know he goes over his rhetoric with uh you know common sense form you know gun reform mental health and you know, all of this and that, guys, and, you know, just all the same old shenanigans. But what, who I really, really wanted to get to, I want to make sure I'm getting his last name right. Um, is it Mr. Coons? I don't know if it's Mr. Coons. I think it's Mr. Coons. Mr. Coons and um, what he says about um, the 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 gun epidemic, right? You know what I mean? Because every country is slamming America right now, saying, oh, America is so violent and this and that. Meanwhile, out in France, there's a, a, a National Guardman that went into a veteran clinic and stabbed 40, or uh, I'm sorry, stabbed 23 people and 12 dogs. Yeah. But like you know, um, you know, let's let's you know, let's focus on the guns, you know, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And once again, I do have this one article, guys, um, to get to, guys. And this is the article I want to get to, guys. Really, really shows and why why guns do stop uh do stop bad people from doing crazy, crazy shit, guys. But first, before we get to the article, let's get to Mr. Coons and what he thinks about gun, the gun mental health issue suicide or it's mass shootings that seem to rivet the attention of the country. I am glad to be working uh, with 20 colleagues on a framework and I think this package of performance doesn't move every solution we might hope but it makes progress on a number of solutions that many of my colleagues have worked on for years and it will save lives. Uh, no, I was glad through my congressional delegation to deliver a two million dollar congressionally directed spending investment in community violence intervention programs in Wilmington, Delaware, where I'm from, 
and excited to see the support for President Biden's request for millions more for similar community violence intervention programming. I'm sure you uh, are. I've also been proud to work with Chairman Durbin and Senator Booker on the Preventing and Addressing Trauma with Health Services, or PATHS Act, to surge resources to mental health programs for communities experiencing um, trauma from gun violence. Let me ask two quick questions, if I might. Um, Mr. Willingham, there's been a lot of discussion about uh, mental health solutions to uh, prevent gun violence, but I'd also like to focus on the mental health needs of those who've been indirectly impacted, who are the family members or community members. Um, what kinds of services or programs do you think Congress should support to help children who've experienced gun violence um, live through and uh, move past their trauma? Thank you, Senator Coons, for the question. Um, just thank this you is for Senator, uh, Mr. Ernest Williams. You know, the secondhand trauma that family, friends, and community members face is definitely important and often gets pushed aside and neglected. Um, I think programs as such, like I've mentioned in my testimony, like the Chicago Youth Program, for example, um, me and many other graduates have gone on and graduated from the program but gone on to do great things in life. Programs like that that ensure not only that young people have something to do in their spare time but also ensure that you have the resources and that you have the network if you are unsure about things or you need certain things at home if you need extra resources for school supplies if you need extra resources for um, clothing, different things like that, because these are things that young it goes in it goes in a young person's mind. If they are wearing shoes from Target and another student is wearing a shoes from Foot Locker, those type of things go into young people's minds every single day. I hear. Oh yeah, you, and there it is, ladies and gentlemen. There it is, and I, I'm gonna give him. Uh, uh, let me. Uh, I'm gonna let him finish. Hold on. I work in a school. I'm not too far out of high school, so I know firsthand about how it feels but programs as such okay all right so that so there, there it is so i know how it feels so uh the reason so one of the reasons why mass shooters according to mr ernest william one of the reason that mass shooters happen is because they don't have the freshest kicks in school and they're not cool right how do you think we are creating these mass serial killers these mass shooters we drive down our kids' throat that you need to be cool. You need to be like everyone else. But they're not. And then they go off and do some crazy shit. And according to Mr. Ernest William, oh, I, I, I'm not that far out of high school, so I know what kids want. They want fresh kicks. They want drugs. They want alcohol. Man, they also want guns off the street. But anyways, let me go drink this 40-ounce, hang out with my partners on the corner, listen to little baby, rape some girls, drug some girls, do some drugs with some girls, either way. Oh, and then when my homies get shot, man, we need to talk about gun violence, y'all. I mean, for real, we need to talk about gun violence because it needs to stop, right? You see how this, and you know what? I, I I'm not I don't think it's not like I'm 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 putting down uh, him as a person I'm not I'm not saying that but I I am calling this out for what it is and I know I'm I'm saying that I'm saying that the wrong way I'm trying to tell you 
I'm I'm trying to give my uh, give you my opinion on this on the ideology that this on Mr. Ernest William has right now. So focused on making sure that every kid kid feels cool. What does that do for children? If even if the kid feels cool, is he getting loved at the at the house? And we have an and we had our last doctor on there talking about. Oh, so we have programs that we want to make sure that every kid feels loved. Is she going to love every kid? Who is going to love these children? You don't think children realize that their parents don't love them? You give a child all the love in the world, all the love in the world. It does not matter if that child, that child will know that why does mommy or why does daddy not love me? That is a psycho, psychological, a psychological brigade right there. Now, does loving a child help? Yes, but the type of uh, programs that they're putting in place calls for drugging children up. Oh, well, your children, your child is too hyperactive or your child won't pay attention in school. They need drugs. Give them a drug. Oh, you know, give, try this, try that. Give them a drug. Or, or, or like, like Mr. Ernest Williams says, oh, I'm not too far from high school. One thing we could do to help kids' mental health is to make sure they have the, fresh, the, the freshest kicks in high school. That's going to stop mass shooters. We're talking about gun violence right now, and Mr. Ernest Williams is over here talking about the fresh freaking Nikes and making sure every kid has the freshest uh, kicks in school. And that's somehow going to stop kids from feeling depressed Having giving the uh, uh, you know uh, suicide rates skyrocket still right now and going up further, kids killing themselves, giving them the fresh kicks is going to stop that, Mister Ernest Williams. I dig it, man. I hear it. I hear it, guys. So um, the the without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to get to this um to this article and this just happened um, today, tonight I should say. And I'm just going to give you the headline. Suspect's robbery attempt with butter knife leads to meltdown. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, one bank robber succeed, uh, succeeded and another failed miserably in holdups Wednesday in Buffalo and Niagara Falls. A would-be robber who welded a butter knife and who wrote a demand note on an envelope bearing his name and address was arrested inside the MNT Plaza. Central District Officers Michael Bass and Earl Purry Jr. said the robbery attempt occurred about 4 p.m. when the suspect gave the teller a note demanding a specific amount of money, which the officers would not disclose, and then displayed a weapon. That weapon was a butter knife. That's right. I'm going to rob your bitch ass with a butter knife. A security guard noticed what was happening as the teller stepped away from the counter, grabbed the would-be robber. The alleged robber was identified as Gregory L. Towns, 28 of Woodline Avenue. He was charged with two counts of robbery and criminal possession of a weapon. Now, the robbery occurred shortly before 11 a.m. when the man handed a note to the teller. The note said, give me 20s, 50s, and $100 bills. Give me those 20s, 50s, and $100 bills. Put it in the bag and let me run out of here. Oh, wait. Security guards got a gun. Damn it. Oh, shit. I brought a butter knife to a gunfight. I'm dead in jail. Oh, no. Yeah. 
And, and the, after after being um, uh, soon after, the police officer actually uh, grabbed him by the shoulder, pushed the gun in his chest, and said, "Don't make a move." He then began crying. Here is the gist of it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to say don't bring a knife to a gunfight because that'd be too oxymoronic. But what I am going to say is this could have went a hundred times worse. This man could have went absolutely berserk with that butter knife. If that gun wasn't there, he could have held people hostage. He could have he could have held that butter knife up to someone's throat. Oh, and I already hear the leftards. Well, that's just one person. It's better than you know uh, nineteen children, Leonardo. Well, um, according to a, a naval national guard, that doesn't matter because he just killed and killed dogs. He just killed. Twenty-three human beings and twelve dogs. He walked into a clinic and killed them with a knife. That just happened. But of course, the mainstream media is not talking about it, ladies and gentlemen. So isn't that just hilarious? The man walked in there, said, "Give me twenties and fifties, a hundred dollar bill with a butter knife, and a gun." Stopped it. And I understand that this is just. One, uh, you know, one trickery dickery, guys. Well, this is another thing that's going on uh, with the left libtards. Uh, so, if the Supreme Court does uphold the Second Amendment the way it should, a lot of left Democratic states are already looking at banning guns in sensitive places, what they're calling them, such as bars, hospitals, and sports stadiums. Uh, if I'm not recalling, that's where all the mass shootings happen. So I'm going to take an L when it comes to that. And I, I, I suggest every single one of you should have the same mentality. Because we need to stop leaving everyone else accountable to our safety. Leaving our responsibility of safety to someone else. That's our responsibility. The neighborhood that you are living in is your responsibility to keep safe to certain certain extent. You know, I always hear, oh, it takes a, a village to uh, raise children. I don't see you out there protecting your village. I, I, don't, I don't see you out there, um, you know, and, and, and if you are out there protecting your village, with what? With what? Your signs? What is signs going to do with that? What, what, what is a, a Black Lives Matter sign going to do? Or what is a, a stop the, gay, uh, the gun violence sign going to do when... Carlos or Tyrone are bumping down the street with little baby or uh, Kevin Gates or whatever they're blaring. You know what I mean? I don't give a flying f. Whatever they're blaring. What is that going to do when they're rolling down the street, pimping hoes and and selling crack to your two year old? What is that going to do? Because according to them, they don't care if they go to prison. All their guns are illegal anyway. What? They don't care. You guys, we better wake up because the law, what's law abiding citizens, the smart ones, I'm going to just say it like that. The smart ones are not going to just stand by and allow people that have no backbone pass laws and leave you gunless or put more restrictions on firearms. And, and say it's in the name of safety. 
say it's in the name of saving children. This is our responsibility. It is your responsibility to save yourself. Sad but true. Guys, I'm going to end this broadcast. And once again, I'm going to end this very, very simple. It is not your responsibility to accept everything. There's a lot to be said. And the, the, the reason why I end these broadcasts and say these in, uh, in these because there's a lot to be said. About, there's a lot in in what I say. It is not your responsibility to accept everything. It is your responsibility to tolerate some things, not everything. If, if if you want if you needed to tolerate everything, then it would be acceptance. You know you know what I hate when uh, not that I hate. Um, I dislike when when I when I see someone using exception and tolerance in the same sentence and calling them the same thing. Exception and tolerance are, those are two totally different things, and they don't mean anything alike. It's not our job as Americans to accept everything and accept everyone. That's not our jobs. It's it's our jobs to tolerate some things. Some things. Keyword, some things. Another keyword, tolerate. It's not our job to be nice to everyone. It is our job to be kind to everyone, though. Those are two totally different definitions. You don't have to be nice to everyone you meet. You don't but you do have to be but you should be kind to everyone you meet. You know, stay strong and stay vigilant to the people that want to put laws into place and and shade it under the gray of safety. Be very mindful of these type of people and realize that their ideals of safety and your ideals of safety mean nothing alike. Even if they talk like you and they're saying the uh, they're saying the exact same thing that you just imaginally are thinking, I want you to realize it just may happen to be that those thoughts that you're having aren't your own thoughts. They might just be playing on to the cultural trend that is cool right now. You know? Not really believing in what they're actually talking about. They just, they know it's just cool. So they're talking about it. They're putting legislation like the you know like like the child like the child safety act. What is that? It sounds amazing, but then you look at it and it's a whole bunch of red flags that get rid of warrants. Now, when the cops disagree with you, it's it's not like this is what I want to drive into the people's head. I, I was gonna go, but this is one more thing I really really want to drive into America's head. It doesn't matter whether you're on the right or the left side. It doesn't matter if you're a gun owner or not with these red flag laws. You understand that, right? You could have a red flag law placed on you and have a SWAT team kicked down your door, even if you're on the left side, of the left side even if you're a Democrat and you don't own any firearms. You just say something that just was out, out of touch. You were angry, so you posted on social media or something like that. You know what I mean? Well, now you have a SWAT team without a warrant kicking down your door, terrorizing you and your family you don't own a firearm so so leave fighting back out of the question and not only that and not only that it's not like most of most of us are in constant regalia or had uh, or have three other four other uh, people around us 
that we're always we're always armed up. We're always ready for it. Most of us aren't doing that. At least I hope you're not. Well, shit, nowadays you might want to be. Honestly, God, truth. Sad but true. But, you know, like... You know, stop. You know, stop. Just stop believing in, in, in politicians, guys. You know, stop believing. It's not to say every politician's bad and all this and that. Um, of course, they do. Let, okay, let me say this: Stop believing in people that get paid to lie to you. They get paid to lie to you. You know, and, and the doctors that we're seeing testify in, in the Senate over mental health and, oh, how we need to advocate for more social workers next to our police forces. Oh, and if it's a if it's a mental health call, then, oh, we shouldn't have policemen show up at the door. It should be a more of a social worker show up at the door, right? But then you look at the statistics, and one of the most dangerous calls a policeman goes on is a domestic call. It's a domestic disturbance call, a domestic violence call, a domestic dispute call. So we're going to start sending social workers to these domestic, you know, disturbance calls or these domestic calls, right? They're going to get shot to shit. They're going to get stabbed. They're going to get hurt. And we see that more and more because a lot of a lot of the uh, our police precincts are being trained into the socialism, like social acclimatization and just letting things be, letting criminals do whatever they want. The social acclimatization of believing, well, is this really worth bringing this person to jail? Well, I mean, I know he beat the shit out of his girlfriend or I know, I know he's, I, I know she's, I know she's, she's pimping her daughter off or I know, I know she's abandoning her daughter. I know she's doing this, doing that, but uh, it's probably best to just let it happen and wait for someone else to take care of it. And until someone's life is in danger, and then I'll be there to sweep up the mess. All this is going on, ladies and gentlemen. That's how our police precincts are being acclimated and switched over to. And their domestic terror, the main terror that they're being told to look out for, is the gun owners. And they have no idea what is about to hit them here in about a year or six months. The gangs that are going that are coming here in America are trained. It's not that they're just armed for war, they're trained for war from Al Qaeda. This is not cuz I've been talking about this for a long for about 6 freaking months now. I've been saying I've been talking about this, I've been warning about this. I've been telling I I've been it's it's at some point, people are going to have to wake up and actually like look outside and be like, huh, my muffler's gone, huh, my house is getting broken into, huh, my wife is getting raped, maybe I should get a firearm. Oh, well, it's too late. You wanted firearms away. There's, guys, man, I, I pray for every single one of us because, you know, like I said, guys, it's not, we're not living, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really glad I was sitting there rambling on because there's another clip I wanted to get to and I promised to get to it. And it was the clip of us uh, where Sweden admits to their rise of gun crime is due to their gang violence, the up, uh, the uplift of gangs in Sweden. It's It's just, it's beautiful. It is. Let's get to that real quick. Ooh, spooky.
Sweden, gang violence is behind this epidemic of gun violence. Drugs, money, power. And how young were you when you first got all of the weapons? Thirteen. I had to learn how to shoot. You said we're not ghetto blasters here in America. They hold the weapon, and I think he's going to go on and point the gun to the side and make fun of Americans and shit like that. We don't hold weapons like that, buddy. We know of the shoot. We know how to shoot. Yes, we are getting some Sweden. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? Guess what kind of refugees we're also getting in here from Sweden? They're sending Sweden. This is, I just, you know, this is a new article, and I'm seeing this on a, a, Detroit, a Detroit Mail. So, guys, uh, this is an article on Detroit Mail, right? Detroit Post, I'm sorry, Detroit Post. They are, um, they're saying on how um, uh, Sweden is sending their gangs they're high-ranking gang members into America in an effort to clear the gang violence in Sweden. So they're sending their high-ranking gang members into America. Isn't that so awesome? Don't you feel all special inside? Thank you, Sweden. God. Hold on, listen to this. How did it change from your day when you grew up? So he said, um, he, the, the, the interviewer asked him, how has it changed from when you grew up, uh, from when you grew up? Grew up, I'm sorry, I apologize. And he says, nowadays you give a gun to a 13-year-old and he only does, he does three years for murder. Maximum, I'm sorry. Maximum three years for murder in Sweden. How do you like them apples, right? He said, um, so he says, a vest doesn't do anything um, because if someone wants to kill you, they're going to shoot them in the head. That's what we do is aim for the head, not for the chest. No one's going to shoot you in the chest. We're going to shoot you in the head. We make it fast in the head. Boom. Well, that's what's going on in Sweden. I just wanted to share that for you guys because, um, you know, you always hear the whole, you know, rhetoric and how Sweden is, you know, so ahead of the curve and Australia is so ahead of the curve and, oh, United Kingdom, oh my God, their mass shootings have dropped tremendously. Yeah, their um, stabbings and their home invasions, their homicide rates are literally um, 
Let's see, Australia's was around 75%. I think the United Kingdom's was around 43%. That means, like, the mass shootings that have happened in the United Kingdom, which are very, very minimal, well, there's more homicides, like gangs killing people and home invasions and stuff like that, you know, homicides, than there was any kind of mass shootings in the United Kingdom right now. And it's not like they've never really had their guns, but I'm just saying. Maybe we need to take some of these, you know, we just need to take this into effect. <clears throat> Once again, it's not like I'm not trying to, like, you know, change, uh, you know, everyone's mind about guns. I know everyone's not going to agree no matter what it comes to when it comes to firearms. But what I am suggesting you to do is to realize that you owning a gun means Everything and not just owning them, but you needing to be educated about a gun. Don't go to the range for a day and be like, Oh my god, I hate the smell, I hate the fire, oh my god, I just hate it. All this, guys, people do the same, you know. I'm sure everyone does that with anything you try the first time. You know, go through it, do it for six months. You know what I mean? Do it for six months. You're gonna find something you like, and, and if and if you don't find something you like about the gun, then you're gonna find something you like about the range. But realize firearms are your, at least right now, firearms to the American people are their great equalizer against evil people and against the military industrial complex or against the government. Because the rhetoric that comes out of some of the Democrat senators are scarier than hell. Some of the Operation Gladio members that we're seeing come out of nowhere like, uh, the Patriot Front Group, they're all, they're all Operation Gladio. Feds have infiltrated them. They don't even know they're Operation Gladio. I mean, that's that's how Operation Gladio operates. They infiltrate, and then they, they, they start subverting into a group and then change that group. And then not only that, they start recruiting into that group with people that don't even know what this group is really, really about. That's how infiltration works. That's how the Illuminati, that's how these... These these groups work. They do it through infiltration and subversion. And then they do it. And then after they have completed that status, they do it through recruitment. And then the people who get acclimated into that, that um, organization are completely unaware of the real structure and the real ideologies that is driving that group. They only see, you know, they only see, they only see the the curtain that's already fell down. They don't ever see it when it lifts up. And I understand, you know, like everyone wants to say, well, we need to save the children and all this and that. Listen, guys, we can do that with education and knowledge, especially with, like, you know, the the like I said, the the the, the craziest thing to me is how we are so, uh, are, we are more than okay with uh, letting our children get knowledge from firearms with games and YouTube and people that know nothing about firearms. They, you know, they've never shot, they've never shot a firearm or people that have been in the military and try to, and try to use their military experience to say, oh, well, this is the reason why AR-15s don't need to be in, in civilian use and all this and that. Then full well knowing that they themselves have never really seen military action. And, 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 the, and the few that have seen military action, they're, they're completely acclimated into what the government has told them all throughout their lives. So anything the government tells them is okay with them. They could tell them, well, guys, listen, 
grown men having sex with child children now, we're going to say that's okay. Is that okay with you? Oh, of course. Yeah, no, that's fine. Well, you know, I can spin that. Yeah, sure. And they're not the majority is, is also the saddest thing. But I, I'm sorry for rambling on so much, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this will bring me to the end of this broadcast, guys. Stay armed. Stay strong. Stay kind to one another. Be benevolent. And, and try your hardest. Try your hardest to research history. And, 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 and realize that history has a very odd way of repeating itself, ladies and gentlemen. So I, I, I'm your host, reporting for Subliminal Message Studios, Leonardo. Um, I'm your host, Leonardo, reporting for Subliminal Message Studios, uh, crying out loud. Thank you very much for joining me, guys. Um, I really do appreciate it. What a way to end this broadcast, let me tell you that. But thank you very much for all your support. Thank you very, very much for everything that all you guys do. It truly means a lot to me. And always remember, Subliminal Message Studios is literally a one-stop shop for all of your real news, for all the real information. If you're looking for what's really going on with the COVID-19 vaccine, Subliminal Message Studios right here on Anchor is where you're going to get that information. If you're wanting to know what's going on with the militaries of the world, Subliminal Message Studios is where you're going to get that information. If you want to know what's going on with the LGBT group in the world, Subliminal Message Studios is where you're going to get your information. And we're going to give you the real information, too. We're not going to give you our truth. We're not going to give you your truth. We're going to give you the truth, ladies and gentlemen. So pray for us, and we are going to pray for you. And I will see you out there. Thank you.